Hey everybody, Terrence Burner here. This episode, this week, we're going to talk about the things you should save your money on when doing a renovation and the things we look for replacing and what our guidelines are for doing that so that we can minimize the disruption of cash flow. Stay tuned. Hey, hey everybody. This is uh, Terrence Burner, CEO of Invictus Real Estate Group. Um, I feel like maybe I need some type of catchy tune or something to intro. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Some of them have it. Some of them don't. I've chosen not to get one because I've had feedback from people. They say, well, I'm just listening to this for some content. So if you want some catchy tune, let us know. We'll put a catchy tune in there for you. Otherwise, I'm going to assume you're just here because you want you want, you want the goods as it relates to real estate. So today we're going to talk about uh, the things that we look for to replace. And so we have an income-ready real estate company, which basically means that we find the deals, we renovate the properties, okay? We all own them, so we're not, we're not brokering anything. So we find the properties, we negotiate, we close, we send our teams in to rehab the properties. We then have a property management company that will place the tenant and then manage the property and start to create the cash flow. And then from day one, when somebody says, hey, Terrence, I think I'm finally ready to own some real estate, but I don't have the time to or the expertise to find my own deals, figure out how to close it, make sure it's being rehabbed properly, and I don't want to just go work with any property management company because I don't want to get nickel and dime to death. That's a separate podcast you can listen to under Why Property Management Matters. I think that was our third or fourth episode. You can kind of, you can kind of uh, learn from eight years worth of experience and why we decided to start our own property management company. Okay, So today we're going to talk about the things that are a waste of money, the things that people sometimes have the tendencies to want to do when they purchase a property, and then some of the things that we do as we go through and make sure that these properties have all the major things taken care of. At least that's our goal. Obviously, we're, we're not fortune tellers. And, you know, as well as, you know, real estate, there is a risk, right? Um, I would tell you there's also a lot more control in a lot of cases. So let's kind of go through and talk about some of the major things. Uh, some of the tendencies in the beginning as I'm talking to people who want to own their first property is they spend way too much on way too many things that don't matter. Okay. What are some of those things, right? That's a great question. Okay. One is, and this is a big one, is the tendency to want to always put new cabinets into your properties. Okay, I'll walk, I'll walk our investors through properties all the time out there in Indianapolis, and they'll walk by and say, wow, this kitchen looks amazing, looks new, those cabinets look nice and new, and I'll say, actually, those cabinets right there are not new. They are, in fact, refinished, they've been sanded and painted, and the reaction is always the same. Wow. And we'll put new hardware on, okay? So we'll kind of give it a facelift. So that's an example of one thing. Uh, another thing is wanting to replace countertops. Sometimes people will say, well, I, I, I want this kitchen to look how I would want it to look because 
that's how it should be, right? And they'll they'll want to put some type of fancier finish on countertops in the kitchen, okay? And uh, I would tell you not to do it. It's a rental. Now, some of you that, you know, you're in A-class units, you know, you've got to know your marketplace. I tell you, you know, one, I tell you, stop just being in A-class rentals. I mean, I really don't believe that that's where the cash flow is. Matter of fact, the numbers would tell me that's not where the cash flow is. But I understand some of you, you want to be in something really, really nice, and you're hoping that you get a lot of appreciation. And that's great. And I guarantee you, some of you are saying, what does this guy know? I've made so much money in A-class properties. Good for you, right? I'm in the, the cash flowing uh, part of real estate. I want income first. Appreciation, anything other than the income that it produces is always a bonus. So I'm looking at the income because I can control the income. Okay. I can either kick the tenant out that's not paying or I don't have a tenant in there. So I've got to put a new one in both things that I have a lot of control over especially in places where we do our rental properties. They're very landlord-friendly states. I mean, we can do an eviction from beginning to end in as little as 40 days, okay? So we focus specifically on the cash flow, which means we're not putting granite countertops. We're not putting any high-end finishes. We are doing laminate flooring in the kitchen, okay? We're uh, a lot of these houses, about half of them, again, I don't know if it's exactly half. It just feels like about half. It could even be more. When we buy these homes, they have this nice hardwood floor that sometimes people will put carpet over to cover it up. And they cover it up because it looks old and it's scratched and doesn't, doesn't look very good. Okay. I mean, it could be 40 years old, 50 years old, 90 years old. Okay. And we'll pull that carpet up and look at it, and we'll have that entire floor refinished, sanded, you know, stained, sometimes painted, and it looks beautiful. And then we don't have the expense of new flooring, and the tenants moving in, they always love that nice wood, real wood flooring throughout. The kind of stuff that we would never put back in the property, but if it's there and it's good, then we'll take we'll take the added value of purchasing the property and having the wood floors. Okay, otherwise we'll do some carpet in the bedrooms. You know, I know people they'll they'll look at uh, you know again they'll look at doing the laminate flooring everywhere. Uh, one thing I can tell you we do that sometimes people don't realize is especially like in Indianapolis, which is where we do our prop we do all of our turnkey properties or income-ready properties, I should say, we put ceiling fans in every bedroom, okay? I know a lot of people, they'll just go in and put a $12 light in there. I'll spend another $15 per room and put a ceiling fan in there. It matters when you go to tenant the property, okay? Tenants love the ceiling fans, okay? They love, uh, especially with the humidity and things in the Midwest, Having ceiling fans can make all the difference. And you're talking about, and by the way, if you are buying these properties and your margins are so tight to do anything, then an additional $50 on some ceiling fans is going to be the reason. I would tell you, that's not even going to be the reason that you make money or don't make money, but it will do something 
to help rent, you know, tenant the properties. So that's what we look at is we look at, we look at the things that we'll do that are a little extra that a lot of people won't do, but will make all the difference in tenanting the properties. Anything that will make it easier to keep that property tenanted and cash flowing, we'll do it. Okay. And again, if your margins are so tight, the problem isn't that you spent money on ceiling fans. The problem is you didn't know how to buy the deal, which is why, you know, I believe our company is the right choice for a lot of people that don't want to spend the time figuring out how to find the deals, make sure they're rehabbed, make sure the property management side functions, following up with the tenants if they don't pay, all of that, right? That's why I believe that uh, owning real estate the way we do it is how most people should do it because you can own real estate without all of the typical headaches. We'll manage the tenants, the toilets, and the termites, okay? So let's talk about the things that we will look at replacing. Uh, number one and one of the biggest is the roof. So the roof needs to have an estimated life remaining, we'll call it, of 10 years. Okay. Now, do we know it's going to be exactly 10 years? No, I don't know that. Right. But we'll get a roofing expert up there and they'll say, hey, this, is, this has got 12 years probably, 10, 20, 10 plus We'll say, okay, we're not going to replace. Is there any is there any spot on the roof where we need to reshingle just a portion of it, replace maybe a little bit of decking, and we'll look at doing that if the remainder of the roof has that estimated life left. Okay, if it has less than ten years, it's an automatic replacement because we don't want major things that will disrupt somebody's cash flow. Now, does that mean some things could still happen? Yes, absolutely, right? We just try and minimize that, okay? A lightning bolt could hit the house, burn the entire thing to the ground. That's why you have insurance, okay? But uh, we can't control the lightning, but we can control if it has a good roof, okay? Uh, Another thing that we'll look at is, for example, we look at converting our hot water heaters from gas to electric, okay? Why? You get a lot more life out of an electric hot water heater, okay? Some would say maybe double. Some would say another 40 or 50%. Just depends on who you ask, okay? Depends on the article you read. That's been our experience. Hot wa- Electric hot water heaters do last longer. So when we buy a house, we will look at converting it. Now, we can't always convert it because sometimes where it's located and things doesn't allow, you know, for it to happen, but we'll always look at that. And and if bottom line, if an electric hot water heater is over seven years old, it's an automatic replacement. If it's, if you have a gas one, it's over four years old, automatic replacement. Okay. Furnaces. We'll look at doing a service on a furnace, looking at, uh, you know, if it's under eight years old, if it has, if it's under eight years old, Then we'll look at servicing it, making sure that we can get the life that we want out of it. Uh, Look at the ductwork, all of that. But if it's over eight years old, automatic replacement. And we have our own in-house teams, uh, HVAC specialists that go in and do all this stuff. So it doesn't, you know, cost a lot of additional money to do some of these things. Uh, Another thing we'll look at is the wiring. This is critical because some of the homes we buy, the ones we love to buy, sometimes are pretty old. So we want to go through and make sure all the wiring is updated, 
no knob and tube wiring. We want everything to flow to a circuit breaker. And, uh, you know, knob and tube wiring is a big, can be a big safety hazard as well. So we want to look at the wiring, make sure it's all good and that it's all up to code. Okay. So some of the things that you shouldn't waste your money on cabinets, countertops, flooring. Okay. Uh, $250 toilets in the bathroom. We, we use a project source toilet from Lowe's. Okay, $125 toilet, I think, is what we pay for it, $100 maybe. I know we bought, I don't even know how many, 100 toilets or something a week ago because they had a big sale on them for like $75. So we'll look at doing that. Okay, ceiling fans in the rooms helps with the tenants. Um, But those are some of the things that we look at and some of the things that we think that you should probably not having the home. Oh, before I forget, before we wrap this thing up, here's a big one. One that I would have never imagined until we ran our own property management company. And we started getting a lot of calls for this. Okay, actually two things. One, first of all, when you're renovating the property, one thing you'll want to do is make sure you have all of the drains snaked. Okay, costs you a little bit of money to do it. We own all of our own snakes, so it costs a lot less for us to do it. If it doesn't make sense because you're only doing a couple properties a year, if it doesn't make sense to spend the money on the snake, then I wouldn't just have somebody else do it. But again, as where we're doing 40 properties in a month, we want to make sure that we snake all the drains. Why do that? A lot of hair gets down there and backs up the drains and can eat up a lot of maintenance time in sending guys back over there. And whereas we have our own maintenance crews and we have kind of a system that we use, we want to cut down on these little things that we can just do while we're you know, doing the rehab on the property and not have to worry about it moving forward, okay? So the second thing we will take out of a property if it happens to have one is a garbage disposal. I hate garbage disposals. I know some of the ladies listening to this, they love their garbage disposals. They love to, like my wife, you like to grind up who knows what, almost sounds like a chainsaw when you use it. Maybe that's what excites you about it. But we take out garbage disposals. And this is why. Because tenants try and put crazy things down them. And again, you have to send your maintenance people back over all the time, three, four times a year, just for garbage disposal issues at some point. You remove the garbage disposal. Guess what? You no longer have garbage disposal issues. Congratulations. It's like, uh, it feels like it it was, we won a small lottery when we all of a sudden said no more garbage disposals. And then guess what? We had no more garbage disposal maintenance requests. It was a beautiful thing. So these are some of the things just to give you some insights that we look into. I mean, my goal for this podcast is two things. First and foremost, to build trust with you so that you can see kind of the inside of our business and get to see for yourself that we really do take care of a lot of the major things that come with owning real estate and that you'll want to, quite frankly, let us help you start earning passive income. Okay, That is the number one reason that I do this podcast is so that you can, one, hear my amazing country accent, 
right? Grew up on a farm, and I'm sure you can hear that. And two, you'll be exposed to and get to hear firsthand that we really do know what we're doing. And we believe that we have one of the best ways for people to own real estate and not have it own them. The second reason I do this is for some of you people that you're kind of control freaks. You'll always want to do it yourself. You'll always want to take the time to do it. You'll, you know, there's like pride when you finish something and you, you're like, I didn't hand that off to anybody. I learned it all. I got all the bumps, bruises, scratches, you know, lost a leg uh, experience. You, you want the battle wounds of learning yourself. And my hope is, is that you'll listen to this and you'll be able to learn from the things that we've learned and from a company that has, you know, like I said, we've, we do a lot of rehabbing on properties and my hope is that it will help you to help yourself so that you can make it profitable and it can cash flow the way that you want it to so that it will create that financial freedom for you, whatever that looks like. So Thanks for listening today. Like always, we are so thankful for those of you that we have the opportunity to serve and to help create your small to gigantic real estate empire. And any questions, reach out to our team. We'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Have a great rest of your day.